This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Pride of West London podcast. It's been a bit of a full week now. I can't believe we've almost got a game, another game coming up. Um, after having, like I said, quite a busy week this one. Saturday was quite full on. And I suppose after getting over the depression of losing to Cardiff on Saturday, straight into the Blackburn game on Tuesday, which was mightily exciting. And I think it probably took a lot of, it sapped a lot of energy out of us. So uh, by the time it's come down to now, we're almost on Saturday again. It's just been so full on. But we've got lots to talk about tonight. I'm Billy Grant and I'm here in the studio with quite a few characters this time. And we're all feeling a bit buoyant. I'm in the studio with Mr. David Lane. Mr. Lane, how are you this week? Oh, good, mate. All good. The roller coaster keeps keeps on uh, chugging away, doesn't it? Um, as, you, as you just said, you know, after being a little bit down... Um, after losing to Cardiff, how we lost that game, I'm not quite sure. But um, straight back, bounce back ability, as we will, uh, we, I'm sure we will talk about. Um, uh, and then, as you rightly say, back of the weekend, and uh, we've got to, we've got to do Millwall. Then it's a kind of a mini break, big deep breath, and we go again for Fulham. So yeah, very, very exciting times. Indeed, very excited. And we got back in the studio after going missing. You went AWOL last week. Christ, oh, where he went, Mr. Matt Allard. Where were you, Matt? Where was I last week? Yes. I can't yeah. even remember where I was last week. I well, we went down the pub. You... Oh, you were down the pub and I couldn't yeah. get to the pub. That's yeah, right, you, yeah. You, 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 just... refi- you decided not to come to the pub. We obviously <laughs> said something. Yeah, so. yeah. I would love to have come to the pub. That would have been a lot That would have been a lot of fun. So, But, yeah, it's been a bit, it's been, you know, up and down, or should we say down and up this week, hasn't it? Um I, I really did believe before the Cardiff game we still had a shot at the top two. I've written that off, so that's kind of where I am. You, you have, but you know, you never know what will happen. No, will... no, I mean you, you you don't. And when you start looking at the fixtures, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that later, you know, there are teams with some heavy runnings. So I, maybe, but I've kind of written it off. I think we're going for the playoffs now. Yeah, there, there, there are teams with heavy. And I said we will talk about that later. We're going to be talking about the run-ins. We're going to talk about all the other teams. We're going to be talking about the average points that have been gained for for playoff places and for automatic places, and that'll start get everyone's mind boggling even more, you know. So anyway, you weren't there last week, and we had our boy Lou, who is in place of yourself, the guest fan, who he had his first little spot there. Lou enjoyed his little time out, a few little drinks with the boys, and. Uh, had quite a lot to contribute, and today we thought let's let's bring in another guest fan. We've got somebody who's never been on the podcast before, and he's going to give us a slightly more Midlands esque view of what's happening in the bees. We've got Mister Gary Scammell, the Knotts Bee. Gary, how you uh, doing, mate? Hello, Billy. How are you? All right. I'm very well, mate. You know, you feeling still buoyed after Tuesday night? Absolutely delighted. Um, great performance. Um, I thought we hang in there at one nil down. So, uh, sort of a sloppy goal we gave away, but we hang in there. Um, and uh, then we obviously let the uh, you know conceded right on the stroke of half time, which was a bit of a, a gutting situation to be honest. But um, we went again second half, and 
I thought we got our just rewards, and um, yeah, I was like, absolutely delighted. Absolutely hopping, delighted. Hopping on the spot you were, no doubt, like you know. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. That's, well, we'll be talking about that game a little bit more, but first of all, let's go back and listen to what the fans said in the pubs about the Cardiff game and also about the Blackburn game on Tuesday. We'll have a little listen. Very happy, to be honest. We didn't expect to win, but um, we came up here expecting Brentford to turn us over. With you got far better players than us. But as I said, uh, I think we battled and uh, and six minutes of injury time. I think we just bailed on. And good luck to you boys till the end of the season. I hope you make it. I've no faith in Russell Slade to be honest with you. Um, I know we won today, but no, that's it really. The result was disappointing, and um, for me, uh, what went on at the back was disappointing as well because I think we're we're in a position now where we're starting to worry about the back four. Well, actually, the two centre backs and who we can play together to get something that's solid and that we can depend upon. Um, you might be able to, you know, you might make an argument that those goals were partly Button's fault or maybe the second one all of Button's fault. And I think we'll have to look at the replays to determine that. But there's definitely some indecision at the back. It revolved around Harley Dean today, um, as it did around Liam Moore last weekend. Uh, we need to find two players that can play together. We need to do it quickly. We looked a little bit lethargic, as I said earlier. We looked lethargic. They outmuscled us. Sometimes we're going to get outmuscled. They're not the best. Cardiff aren't the best side in the world. We've been beaten by better, and we've, you know, we looked, we looked. Not physical enough. We didn't match them today. We didn't match them today. And they, they got a little bit of luck. A couple of, couple of fluffs from the, from the old button. And, uh, three goalkeeper fluffs. I mean, two button and one, one, one more, yeah. so more fluff as well, wasn't it? So three goalkeeper fluff goals today. Yeah, and the ref, the ref wasn't going wasn't, wasn't gonna to do us any favours today either. I know he sent two players off, but that's, they, they're, a, they're, a bit, they're a physical side. And... Um, they risk that every should, time they're going for should a Should have been handball and right at the end, surely. Handball, dived. He looked like he deliberately handballed great, it. Great save. <laughs> looked, like, looked like a good save and got away with it. Another day, he would have been a red card and a penalty. So, and, and then, then you take your chances from the penalty spot. So, it could have easily been a draw. We, what we should have done is taken advantage at 1-0. But we didn't. After half time, we came out a different team. We yeah, like, gave up. To be fair, two mistakes were made by our team, and that's Bad what mistakes. gave it away. Two mistakes. By the team, was it the, the team? Was it the goalkeeper, the defence, or I mean, who made the mistakes? Well, one was Harley Dean, and one was Button coming out too far. So, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I think it's the teams we expect to win. It's the ones that we fluff up. We I think we're team. a better team playing a, a big, a top team. We're a better team. It pushes us harder, makes us try harder. I think we relax too much on the lower side. Got Blackburn boy in the house here. I mean, I know result went our way, but I thought you boys looked pretty decent tonight. To be fair. Uh, no, you uh, you played off park second half. To be fair, in the second half we played you off the park, but you look, you know, you you got the boys and you're quite, you know, Rudy Gastet, Jordan Rose, you you know, you're quite powerful attacking force as well. We should be a bit better than what we are. You know, you know what I mean, we didn't really play off park like we've done some sides this season, but we were pretty controlled throughout. It's quite an even game first half, second half, start again started even, but a great goal the early second half by Hotter. Brilliant, fantastic run. Moses to, to a defender away. They backed off him. They're scared. Great finish. Uh, the subs helped us shore up the game, be a bit more solid, but all at the same time control the football. Make sure Blackman didn't have the football, and we imposed the game a bit more, and we give them problems. At the end of the day, we're now very deserved winners. What a result! What a result! Oh, I tell you what, stuff Ricky Villa. Stuff Ricky Villa. It was like Alan Mansley. It was like it was like the old time Hotter, all the way from the halfway line. Hotter. So the fans Saturday after the Cardiff game, pretty peed off. But Tuesday, it was like the recompense was there, and fans are buoyant again, and actually looking really positively at the rest of the season. And as they say. The games are counting down, aren't they? I mean, there's just less and less games every week. I know it doesn't sound like rocket science, but when you still see situations like that, when you think there's only eight games left and it's seven and six, you realise how close we are to the finish line, don't you? We are getting close to the finish line and um, it kind of, it, it lulls you. This, this fixture list, you look at it at the start of the season and they're all blank. 
and they're kind of like it's all this mystery you're not quite sure how how the how the fixture list and how the results are all going to fill in and as you get to this stage you, you look and you think blimey like it's it's there's only eight games to go um and then they all mean something they all they're obviously three points mean something back in august and it means something now but it, it, it's all tangible you see how it affects everything um and it's it's brilliant top and bottom in you know we, we've got we, we obviously we've got our sights set on um finishing the top six and, and the top two preferably i agree i've got to agree with matt i think i think the top two is kind of beyond us now but you know never say never but um you know we, we've got we we're, we've got this fulham fixture as well and, and you know and I'll, I'll speak about their fixture so you know it, it, it is really it's a really exciting division it's a really exciting time and um so it's a, it's a brilliant running you know, whatever happens from now on in, it's, it's going to be excitement all the way. And, you know, I think we've got to be philosophical. Whatever, However the season finishes, I think we've got to put it down as being a brilliant year in our club's history. Um, but, you know, saying that, I, 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 put my, I put my hand in my heart and I, I think we're, we're, we're in the top six. Um, but, I, I, you know, I'm looking over my shoulder like everyone else. So, um, I've got, I've got interesting, an interesting point as well. I'm just thinking about it now because you say whatever we do now, it's a brilliant, brilliant season. We've had this blip and I'm going to go back to it and I'm going to hark back onto this, the War, Warburton Gate, whatever you want to call it, this scenario that's happened, which gave us a little bit of a blip for a few months and people, or a few weeks actually, and people keep talking about it. But okay. Yeah, but no, no, I'm saying, do you realistically think whatever happens now, this has had an effect on the season? Because, say for example, if we miss out on the playoffs by two points... You think we will go, oh, no, that's because that happened. And if it didn't happen, we'd have been fine. Or realistically, what do you think, Matt? I don't, I don't, I never subscribe to that sort of thing because, you know, you, you lose a game here, that changes what's going to happen in the next game anyway. Um, but undoubtedly, people will say it. If we do miss out by two points, everyone will be pointing to the Charlton game, I'm sure. Um, uh, but it's not something I subscribe to personally. I mean, Gary, what, what's your thoughts on that? Okay, the guys, really. Um, I mean, to be honest, the, the, the Charlton game, I thought you just didn't turn up, did we? Um, and then obviously after that, we had the Birmingham um, you know, uh, performance as well, which I didn't think uh, was as bad as what some people on the message boards have, were, were saying. Um, I thought, we, you know, we started, we had, we had a chance, obviously, last minute with, with Gray that day. Um, but I think generally the whole season has been absolutely terrific. And, you know, a year ago, if we'd have sort of said to someone, you know, were we in this position with uh, eight games to play, I think everybody would have snapped our arm off. So um, I keep I keep going with it. And I honestly think, um, I honestly, I'm, I'm going for top two myself. I, I honestly think we can go top two. Um, I think I think the other two will, will stutter. I think Watford and Middlesbrough will, will be due a, um, a couple of you know dodgy performances, dodgy results. They've all got some tough games to follow, and, and I honestly think with our running, anything is possible. And I keep believing that that we can do it. And and I think it could be something like when we went up, um, you know, at Peterborough. I honestly think we can do it. That's that's a really good. And let's hold that point because we're going to talk about a little bit about this more after we talk about these two games. Because oh, let's start our bind back to Cardiff, which. I know a lot of us wanted to put our brains out of our brain that Cardiff Cardiff match because it was a it was a bit of a gutter really because that was a you know that was a banker we should have won that game they came down there with their tails between their legs they didn't expect to get anything they were keeping their fingers crossed for a point they went away with three points and they were absolutely delighted they went off with nine men you know and we had lots of possession clear cut chances you know how many did we have. You know, I mean, Warburton said that he was very happy with the toil. We just didn't, you know, do what we had to do. But at the end of the day, that was really disappointing. I mean, let's, let's, let's just talk about this Cardiff game a little bit, guys. I mean, I know they've discussed about it in the pub, but, you know, the first thing that was just a bit of a, I'd say a shocker, but it was interesting, was, was Liam Moore. Liam Moore not being in the yeah, side. Yeah. I mean, but, but they talk about nine men, but we, we weren't playing for nine men against, against them for 90 minutes. It was only the, it was only the last few, really. Um, yeah, I, it was it was a it was a setback. Um, I, th- I said after the game on the on the on the post match podcast that it was, I think it was the first game we've lost against a t- an average team. I think normally I, I disagree with that Birmingham City. I think uh, they're fairly average. Um, uh, yeah, they were average. Okay, yeah, fair enough. That's a good point. Um, I forgot about Birmingham. Um, Okay, yeah. we, we put those games out of our mind, don't we? Because it's just like, oh no. Yeah, I, 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 I we don't, we, 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 we still do what we do. You know, we, we went out there, we did play some good football. The possession was right, the, the endeavour was right, the spirit, the, the passing was good. 
there were there was very few weaknesses in in the in the in the display against Cardiff. If, I, if I'm being really honest, you know, we we deserved at least a point. Um, so you know, and it wasn't it probably wasn't a million miles away different from the Blackburn performance, but we scored goals at Blackburn and we and we didn't against Cardiff. So you know, we do we do what we do. We're pretty we're pretty consistent. I, I, what frustrated me about the Cardiff game, though, and I think Warburton did. Um, did did mention this to some extent. He may not have said it as bluntly as I'm going to. Is that in the last 15 minutes we we did we completely ran out of ideas compared to how we've been playing this season. Okay, compared to last year or two years ago, you know that was maybe the way you finished the last 15 minutes. But we just started. Everything was to the far post. We haven't got many big players. We don't score many goals from crosses or balls to the far post. And I just think if we'd have kept playing football as the way Dave describes it. We might. I still think we'd have got something out of that, and that was the most frustrating bit I found about that game was those last fifteen minutes. Gary, do you find it quite interesting the fact that Liam Moore can't get a he can't get a place in the Brentford side, but he gets picked for England under twenty today? Absolutely. Um, I have a couple of um, you know friends that support Leicester as well, and they just can't believe that he's been dropped from our side. Um, and like you just said there, you know, getting in the under uh, twenty one England side, it's it shows that he's obviously. Uh, an excellent player. Um, he just might not suit the way we play. And, and I do think that um, we, we set ourselves up in a certain way. And um, Harley and, and Tarky, certainly on, on Tuesday night, the last 20 minutes were absolutely fantastic and stood tall. Um, and I think there's certain games that we can play with, with, with certain players. And, and certainly more would fit into maybe a, um, maybe a smaller centre-forward type of, type of game. Whereas a Tony Craig or a, or a Harley... Um, would certainly, you know, when they're playing against like a Gestede or, or somebody of, of a similar um, ilk, um, you know, they're more suited to that type of play. So, um, but certainly, I mean, I, I don't think at this present moment he's, he's good enough to get in our side, which speaks volumes about the way that um, Harley and Tarky played on Tuesday evening. Um, but I mean, you know, just going back to what you were saying just, just now, um, if someone said to you before Saturday at sort of 2.30, um, what what would be uh, you know how many points do you think we'd be hoping to get with, you know, out of these next two matches? And if someone said probably a win against Cardiff, lose up at Blackburn, still be quite happy. We've done it the other way around, typical Brentford fashion. So I'll, I'll take that at this present moment. I've got a question though. What is the better result? Lose against Cardiff and win against Blackburn, or win against Cardiff and lose against Blackburn? Or I'd say win. I know I say win against Blackburn. I, I think I think we need. I think our home form is still going to be pretty good. We're still on the front foot at home. I think we needed that belief away from home. We 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 haven't picked up. We haven't picked up the points as um as, as consistently as we had done earlier in the season away. Um and um I I think to to prove that we can go to a very very strong um well a quite a pretty a pretty good outfit in Blackburn and and win I think that's that's a really good shot in the arm for us you know we've we've still got we've still got some away fixtures to go to especially for, you know the derby match in particular is looming on the horizon you know we we need to we need to know that we can go to an away game and win again so um I I think the Blackburn game is the most important. And it really does properly sets us up for the Millwall match this weekend. Yeah, and interesting, going back to the Cardiff game again, um, it's interesting because obviously David Button's been a man of the match for Besotted. He's got the most man of the matches, but there were two, shall I say, he's with the best word, slight inefficiencies in the goalkeeping area on Saturday, which possibly could have cost us the game, don't you think? I, I don't think you can blame him for the first one. Um, I mean, that was just pure bad luck when you look back at it. The second one, I think he's got to put his hands up for that one. Um, and maybe it came from the mistake from the first one. You know, maybe just his confidence was knocked a little bit. I'm sure he had the lunatics behind him screaming at him. And, um, and maybe, you know, he just took his eye off the ball for a second. I think at the time I was I was sort of thinking Dean played his part in the second one as well. But I think looking back at it, that wasn't the case. No, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's difficult. We look as they put behind us. But coming back to the Blackburn game, um, you know, again, we had we had... First goal with a couple of you know defensive inefficiencies, as we should say, because we've been getting quite a few of those in the first half. I mean, the first goal that was scored, you know, long ball in, and uh, defence was missing a little bit, scored the goal. And again, that was very disappointing. And then the way that they got the second goal as well. So we're still prone to be making these mistakes in defence, aren't we? I, I think you've got to look at how many goals we're letting in at the moment, and that's probably our biggest concern. Um, 
I think if you look at the league, we've let in far more more goals than anybody else um, in the top eight, and um, and the last few weeks have um, you know have contributed to that quite a lot. I'm still not convinced we've quite nailed what we need to do with our two centre backs and who should be playing there, but I think we're going to go with Tarks and Dean for the running unless something goes horribly wrong somewhere. I think they have sussed us that we cannot cope with the long ball over the top. We, we can't. And um, we, we have, either we have to find a way of coping with it. Um, and if we can't do that, we need to score a lot of goals because, because of that, that, you know, it's clear that that's been, that's, that, that was been targeted, you know, the, the Blackburn on, on Tuesday night, they, they, that, 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 that was, they went that way early on. And it was, a, I mean, it was a brilliant finish for the first, for their opening goal. Um, but they they seen that was our weakness. They, they they can't outplay us, but they can they can they can outmaneuver sometimes. They can play. To, we have we have got some weaknesses, but hey, you know it's our first first year in this this division. You know we're going to have some we're going to have some weaknesses. Um, and if our weakness is finishing fifth or sixth, then that's a pretty good one to have. Uh, Gary, don't you think as well? Because um, in the Blackburn game, Tamani was out, Gray was out. Um, so you know we went for that. Yeah, you know, that lively, lively midfield as it as it is, and um, but and, and Judge didn't have the best of games. You know, he admits himself. You know, maybe he was trying too hard against his former team. Um, when Tamani came in the second half, though, we looked a lot more solid, and I think a lot of that play that they were going for, it just kind of got shut down a bit, didn't it, Gary? Absolutely. I mean, just going back to the air, what David was saying. Um, really, we were giving the ball away first twenty minutes. The most, it's probably the worst um, sort of possession play we've had all season. And unfortunately, uh, Judgey was a, a was a culprit of that. Um, but as soon as Tumani came on second half, I thought it was terrific, and he and he certainly um, changed the way we played. He he gave us more bite, pressed higher up the pitch, and it and it made our, our better players, you know, the Pritchards, the Yotters, um, become more in the game. And and, and they could, and then you know, obviously, um, Yotters' goal was all there for everybody to see, and and that and you know, um, fantastic, absolutely unreal. Um, you've got, but you've got to talk about Yotters. Yotters' goal though, again. <laughs> How did it feel? Um, was it better when you saw it in live than afterwards? Because a lot of people were saying, it's all right, but no one really came near him. So it wasn't that great a goal. But I'm just wondering, was it a good goal or was he just able just to walk through all the players? I mean, I'm saying that it's like Moses is parting of the waters, of the waves. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a force field. Yotta gets the ball and everyone just seems to fall over. And just... It was a good goal. It was a good Absolutely. Goal, it, true. No, no, one did, no, one tackled, no one tackled him. So, you know, it, it, it could have been more difficult for him, um, but it's still a quality goal. Was it better think, than Antonio's goal for Nottingham Forest? Uh, for me, yes. Um, but obviously, <laughs> I'm biased. But, um, but I mean, you know, obviously, um, Moses is run. He, he sort of, you know, uh, Yotta's has come back all the way back, back down to his, um, more or less his own penalty area, tackled the ball, gives it to Moses. Moses has then obviously overlapped. Uh, you think he's going to pass it? Uh, Yacht is going to pass it to Moses. You think is he going to play it? Is he going to play it? He doesn't, and and then obviously then Long takes the centre half in the opposite direction to give uh, Yotta the space to score the goal. And for me, absolutely fantastic. And 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 Billy to be there to to witness something of goal, of a goal like that in a, in uh, in the red and white stripes was just absolutely fantastic. You know, Chris Long song as well. Just got to say that as well. La 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 long. Chris oh. Long. That's right. Tell tell you what I thought was also quite encouraging was the Blackburn fans' view. Sometimes you get fans who they don't give you the credit. So like you know, like the Leeds fans, you know, you beat them fair and square, but instead they just kept going on about the referee and this, that, the other. Whereas you come to other fans and they say, "To fair play to you, tip your hat." And if you ever look at some of the the comments from the, um, the 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 Blackburn fans on Twitter, you know they turned around and said, "Look, fair play. I know it was a late goal, but we got beaten by the better team. I can't believe a team like that can play with so much intensity for so much of the match. Tactically more aware than you know than our team was, and our you know their managers more aware than our manager was. So they were just giving us loads of plaudits, which I thought was great for a side who has got loads more. Well, actually, they've been in financial troubles, but you know, can you imagine they 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 bought players for loads of money? They probably got loads players on loads of money." up there and it's a different scenario than what we are and we've actually kind of gone up there and we, we've we've beaten them twice and beating you know, little brentford beating blackburn twice has, you know has made their tongues wag 
Absolutely. I think some of their supporters were saying that we had another gear, you know, it was just literally we, at any time we could go into that, into that other gear, you know. But I did hear Bo Ewer um, speaking, um, you know, following the game. And he was, you know, saying that he was very disappointed with the goals that they conceded. Obviously, didn't get the tackling. He thought there were soft goals that they conceded. Um, but I would also say that I thought the goals that we conceded were, were soft from our point of view. Um, you know, I mean, certainly the first goal was um, just a, one of the easiest goals that they're going to they're going to score probably all season. Um, and then obviously, you know, the second goal again, you know, it was just another mistake. They didn't really work anything. It wasn't an absolute wonder strike. So, you know, but I thought we, we as a side, I thought we um, we changed the way we played second half. Certainly, Tumani has a, had a big role to play. Um, and, I, and even Andre. And, and um, I know, you know, you know, before the game, Longy was selected to, to play and I thought he did his bit. And now we've got the now we've got the perfect foot, you know, the, the, the two perfect players, you know, once Longy starts, Andre comes on last half an hour and does his bit. So from my point of view, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic partnership. I really do. I think we're, I think we're finding that um, Bill with um, the the fans. There's there's some there's some that seem more educated than others. Um, there's some that seem to be more honest than others. Blackburn seem to be a rounded bunch. Ipswich did too. Um, there's there's some that are aloof and right up their own selves, and um, they just think they're 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 worthy or they deserve to be higher up the, the pecking order and the ladder than than uh, than little old Brentford. So I think I think we're we're, we're discovering that there's um. There's some uh, there's some situations at clubs that uh, we 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get to grips with next season if we don't go up. We we we, we I think we're finding that there's like-minded souls out there, people that can appreciate football, people that have been there, seen it, done it, and they're 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 happy to tip their tip their cap and sort of say well done. And there's others that are kind of like, who are you? So um, you know, it's, it's like Leeds. You know, Leeds away, we we beat Leeds. You know, they, we were still a bit of. Bit of, bit of crap on their shoe, you know. Um, we we go to we go to some other places and we beat them, and they're all kind of like, oh, well done, you know. It's brilliant. Oh, they kind of almost share in the journey. They they, they get it. So um, you know, I think I think Blackburn were one of the one of the bunch that um, are kind of like uh, you know like like minded souls probably. Like minded souls, and again, if you want to check the video as well, because the video is full of Blackburn fans and Brentford fans on the Besotted website, besotted.co.uk or on YouTube, YouTube, Besotted1992. Quite a good video that, you know, taken by the canal and in the pubs and all the Blackburn fans are chatting to us. So, yeah, go and check that out. We do videos for every single game. But you're talking about caps there, and we're going to be talking about caps and international and other stuff as we start talking about just general activity that's been happening around Griffin Park the last week and also just general stuff in the championship. Lots of things happening in and around Griffin Park and in and around the Championship. Last game this is going to be on Saturday against Millwall before the international break. And when you get to the Championship, strange things happen. Your players actually get called up for international duty. So we've had quite a few of our players that have been called up in one way or another for international duty. When I say one way or the other, either for different international teams or for under-21s and under-20 sides. So uh, we've had Stuart Dallas and Will Grigg. He still counts as a Brentford player, of course, who've been called up for Northern Ireland. We've got Moses Odebarju and uh, Liam Moore, who is a Brentford player, of course, even though he's from Leicester, uh, England under-20s. We've also had Alex Pritchard and Long. Oh, he's on loan from Everton, but you know he's a Brentford player. England under-21s. So, you know, we've got quite a few of our players are out there. Now, I've got a question. It's, it's, it's been called up for international games. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because... I and mean, what we found is that at the beginning of the season, because we weren't having really anyone called up, our players were really fresh. And when these other teams came back, their players were knackered when they had like nine or ten players go out on international duty. What, what do you reckon? Will Grigg and international duty was it's kind of haunted me from last season still. He was, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of, well, at least we, can, we pushed him to one side. But when you say Moses um, Adebagio, do you mean Moses Adeshina Ayula Jr. Adebagio? Is that, is that the same? That's, yes, that's the that's the same person. Yeah. So yeah. he's yeah. been signed. He's been for the. He's an overaged under twenties England international. Yes. It's cool. Yes. I mean, brilliant. I mean, I'd be what will be fascinating is to see where they play him. If they if they play him as a as a defender, or they they can play him in a, in a more advanced role. Yeah. So I, I look forward to. I make maybe I'll go. So, um, well, it's actually the under twenties game. Is is that the one that's at Barnet? Oh, yes, it is. Is that Barnet on Wednesday the twenty fifth? 
So it so, may be a game that you might want to pop up to, and even Brentford fans want to pop up to to see whether you know to see a Brentford player you know pulling on an England shirt. You know, it's not that Pritchard doesn't because he's a Brentford player at the moment now. Um, but yes, Odebarji playing for England, which would be interesting. And where will he play? Mm, we're not sure, but you know, I think that the fact that they're putting him in the side at the moment now. Um, maybe they're just sort of testing the waters and just giving, getting with the training in with the players. And you never know, next time he might actually flop into the next under 21s. We've got a rural bee playing at the fake bees for England. That's pretty good. We get, our, <laughs> get our London Pride t shirts on, our Brentford Pride of West London t shirts on, get down to Barnet um, and uh, get behind him. That's I think, right. I think that'd be a good. Wheels, maybe we ought to do the podcast from there next Wednesday. That's hmm. quite a good idea, actually. It's quite a good idea. And, and interesting as well, because when we're talking about players and under-21s, because I'm going to say, do you think there's anybody else in our side who should be called up to, to, to England or on any of the international sides at all? Big Nick called up to jury service. Well, Big, Big Nick is, is obviously applying his trade in commentary at the moment now. And uh, I'm not sure about jury service, but other than Big Nick, is there anybody else who you think should be uh, maybe doing international duty? Tumani for France. That's, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, is he, Tumani for France could be, could be, could be a call there. Um, um, if nothing else, it's a great song. If nothing <laughs> else, that is a great song. Oh, which one? You, you mean the... Tumani Yeah, yeah, Well, we've more chance of him playing for France and scoring a goal, to be honest with you. You'll score it at Fulham, and then you'll be saying that again. I, you know, um, well, just I'll, I'll be I'll be on the pitch. You'll see me being with my arm up my back, being frog marched out of the cottage. <laughs> my, my last ever Brentford game, like band life, getting on the pitch for Team and I'll be blaming everyone that sang the word. It was score goal. It was score goal like Andy Sinton did all those years ago from the halfway line. Oh, was Roger Stanislaus. Yes, yeah. right. So look, so Tamani for France, or maybe again, we'll have a look into it in a minute because he might be able to play for. It might be either one of the African sides, or uh, possibly it might even be one of the uh, you know French Caribbean sides. I'm not sure where. I think he's probably more on the African side that he might actually be able to play for as well, which be, which which could be quite interesting. Um, and, and may actually, if it's not France itself, may actually uh, make <laughs> give us a reason to go out to the African Nations Cup for uh, for a few days in uh, in January. Maybe. Any old excuse. <laughs> yeah, it is any excuse. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, any any tenuous link you can come up with. <laughs> I tell you what, tenuous as it can get is good enough for us. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. We've got the Caribbean Cup as well, like I said, which which I went out for a couple of months ago, and that that's getting more and more British players as well. Um, Red Dan's from uh, Bolton, who's just been called up for Guyana for a start. So uh, all of a sudden is that, the, you know, a lot of the British players are realising, look, we're not going to play for England, but we can play for all these Caribbean sides, get flown over to the Caribbean or wherever, actually play for an international side and uh, and, and represent our country or the country of our, our mothers or our grandfathers and stuff. So there's a lot more action happening there. So, uh, you know, like I said, we get more excuses. In fact, one of our players, um, Brown, is it, um, um, one of the, the youth team players, he's just been called up for Antigua as well. We, we forgot to mention that. He literally got his first call for Antigua. Um, I think one of his brothers or his cousins plays, I think his brother, one of them plays for Finchley, Wingate and Finchley, and another one of his brothers plays for, for Barnet as well. But um, I don't think none of them got the international call, but he's he's the first one and he's, he's a B as well. So we've, we've got lots of internationals in our camp, don't we? What about what about Hotter to play for Spain at some point? Oh, that's quite a good call, isn't it? I think Hotter for Spain. Or Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's you know, probably Wales is probably probably always put the call in actually from what I've heard. He's been there. He, he played. He played. He scored a nice goal at Cardiff just before Christmas. That qualifies <laughs> him for Wales, does it now? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. And also interesting because we've got our Nottingham uh, man in the house here, uh, Gary Scammell, and uh, Tom Ince, who was at Nottingham Forest for about forty-five seconds. Um, he actually got called up for England under twenty ones uh, this time, and he snubbed it. He said, "Nah." Um, I mean, yeah, no I've seen that today. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's a bit of a strange decision. I wonder if his dad's got any uh, involvement with that decision. I don't know. But um, well, he's been playing yeah. under twenty ones. But what he's saying is that he wants to concentrate on his club football and just making sure that he's on the right track because he's been a little bit all over the place recently. So, uh, but he also said he didn't want to be in- included in the tournament as well, didn't he? So um, 
it's a bit strange. I just don't understand that at all. You know, he also certainly... said he also said he never wants to come on this podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> did, didn't didn't David Bentley do the same thing a few years back? Didn't he didn't he snub England at that level? And what, what's he doing now? Is it is it McDonald's? Isn't he? I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, I think so. Um... But yeah, but interesting. We talk about the ins, but listen, let's let's talk about. We've talked about the internationals, and you know, let's just see how our players do. Let's see if we're going to be refreshed when we come back. Still, and they're going to get good experience and be banging in the goals. But the one in, the running, the squad. You know, we're talking about the running. We've got eight games to go. Transfer window isn't closed as yet. We've got a few more days. Doesn't look like we're going to get any more players in, does it? Really? Um, probably not. I think we've had this is part of the uh, the, the previous Warburton drama, isn't it? It's um, yeah, he, he he clearly wants to stick with with what he's got. He's had a he's had a great day out, and um, he's he's, he's happy with what he's got. So um, I think barring barring some sort of twist, I think I think we need another striker. It's my it's my personal opinion, um, but it doesn't look like we're going to get one. So. Uh, um, it's going to be grey, grey and long for the rest of the season, which should should do us should do us to get to sixth place. Do you, do you agree, Matt? Well, I'm just thinking that we got all these players out on international duty. What if three of them come back injured? Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. You know that, that. I mean, that is the only concern I have with it. Um, you know, and then you're suddenly when when does the loan window close, Bill? I think it's within the next week. Yeah. So. So no, I mean that's just like you know you got to keep your fingers crossed if these guys play that that they come back fit. Well, you've got to hope for a start. Like Pritchard never seems to get on, or he gets on for about five minutes and that's it. So you, you hope that they're going to keep that policy, you know, for yeah. a start. Um, Moses, well, no one no one seems to be able to catch him ever. So so that may not be a problem. And uh, well, Big Nick, I'm not sure about that one. I don't know how it go- I don't know how it goes with I mean, I don't know whether Greek. Grig is able to be brought back if we need him. I don't know. I don't know whether we can get this the signing that we've got into Rochdale. I don't know if we can bring him back if we, if we need him. He's our player. Um, I, 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 I'm not exactly sure, so it's a bit vague. Um, but um, I, I'm, I'm, there, there are options. I mean, there are there are we have strikers. What, what about more? I mean, do you think he's? I mean, because normally what they do is they give, you have a thirty, you got a thirty day window. And then it carries on from there. Do you think they're just going to pull him back after, uh, well, in a couple of weeks' time? Do you think depends, we've seen? Depends what the deal is with Leicester. I, 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 to be honest with you, I mean, as I said in the podcast a couple of weeks back, he, he hasn't come here to be sat, sat on the bench. Le- Leicester haven't loaned him to us to 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 to, to warm warm Andy Scott's re- realigned benches. He, um, you know, he's, he's here to get to game time. So um, if he's not getting game time, he. Yeah, they, they might they might drag him back, who knows? And and, and but we, we might get a bit of a shot in the arm as well because it's a player that people have pretty much forgotten about. We've got no idea what he looks like, and uh, and the reason why is that he was on his way back and then he fell down a hole. Apparently, I mean the, the first rumor was that he fell over a twig, but then no, he didn't. He fell down a rabbit hole, and uh, and he did his he did one of his muscles again. So he's been out for a few more weeks, and that's the Rangers starlet that we signed. Um, that the Rangers fans were absolutely livid about. Um, McLeod, um, right. he could be back. He could he could uh, he could make an appearance for the final six games or so, couldn't he? I was, I was going to say maybe the last six games he'll come in and do what um, Krasinski did for us all, all those years ago. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Now, I'm, now we're going to finish in the top two. I've just seen it. I've just seen the light. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Detsy Krasinski. He was a boy, wasn't he? So yeah, but we're not going to go and reminisce about that. We're talking about now, but. Maybe that's the shot in the arm, and maybe that's the you know just like um, Warburton a couple of weeks ago had a little smile on when we were you know when we were asking about Judge and he goes oh you all you'll have to see all oh, you'll have to see Bing popped up two days later. Come from uh, Bristol, Bill. That's right. Yeah, I, I am at the moment now. I'm feeling a bit Western. I'm feeling very West Country. I was Western. That's right. So, um, but yeah, so maybe this is another scenario where maybe not for this game with the Millwall game because that's going to be a bit brawn and rough and tough. But maybe maybe even for Fulham. He might pop up for the last ten minutes of the Fulham game. Jeez, that could be quite exciting. But um, but yeah, but that's the that's that's the running. You know, the bees players. So that's our squad. It looks like it's going to be set. But just having a look at the running. I mean, 
I'm sure most people out there have done, they've actually looked at that table and, you know, you've got Watford at the top with 72, Borough second with 72, Bournemouth third with 70, Norwich fourth with 67, Derby 67, Ware sixth with 65, Ipswich seventh with 64, Wolves eighth with 62 and Forest with 57, just beeping, just trying to get in the game. But again, over the last 10 years, I'm just going to ask you to guess. Do you know what the average points that the team got that finished first was over the last 10 years? The average? 90. Oh, 83. That finished top? Yeah. No? Gary? (laughs) Uh, 86. 92.7 was the team that finished top, the average. Wow. Wow. Second, what was the average? We're not going to get (laughs) 0.7. Second? 90. Four. Ninety four. Yeah, no, no. Eight, eighty seven. Yeah, you're right. Eighty six point two. So basically around about eighty six was on, on second, but sixth place, which this is the key, sixth. Oh, oh. Seventy four. Seventy six. Oh you little tease. Um seventy uh, seven. 72.7. So 73 oh. points is the average six bases. Some of them obviously went higher, higher, and some of them went lower, like in 70. So 73 points roughly is six place. So, you know, maybe we, there might be two or three points above that. But now you can kind of see where we're aiming at, you know, and where we're looking at with the last eight games. Um, you know, but I mean, Borough reckon that they need four wins, two draws and two losses to get automatic promotion. Are we, are we are we all in agreement now that we want Borough to romp this division? Is that is that the, is that the absolute best thing that can happen? They'll Borough with every game they they play now. Well, let me give. I tell, I've got their run in here, right? And let's so let's say yeah, Bournemouth away, we want them to win. Yeah, yeah. We're going at home. Uh, there's a sort of Fulham thing going on there, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Saints, <laughs> Wait, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's a little yeah. bit difficult. Yeah. Watford away. Watford away. We want them to win. Yeah. Um, rather I'm at home we want them to win well I want them to win I'm sure yeah. hopefully some of, you, some of you will join me in that Wolves yeah. at home we want them to win yeah. Norwich away we want them to win yeah. Fulham away obviously yeah. we want them to win um, that's seven games they're seven massive games aren't they they're seven games against teams that all have potentially got something to play for seven right okay yeah and, so then, and then the last game is Brighton at home which no, you know they can lose that uh, who cares yeah. yeah they can lose it so basically at other games we want them to win five yeah, um, and and strategically mm. draw other games yeah. just to help Fulham's relegation. Yeah, yeah. So see, uh, I, I see. I have to admit, I'm not quite sure what I'm more excited about this week is either the partial eclipse of the moon, the the moon supernova, which is apparently happening Saturday. It was busy week for the moon, or Fulham's impending black hole vanishing act to League One, and, and I I honestly think that Fulham are going to be sucked into the vortex of League Oneness. And you're looking at their fixtures. I mean, I'm looking at their fixtures now, and they're playing Huddersfield Saturday. They're going to lose that. Brentford at home, they're going to lose that. Charlton away. Then they've got Wigan and Rotherham. They're the two teams that are above them. And below them, sorry. Those two games are massive. And then they've got Blackpool, which they probably will win that one. Then Middlesbrough and Norwich. The momentum is that we could be in the playoffs and Fulham could be sucked down again. Bees up, up, Fulham down. They're they're away at Blackpool, aren't they? And that pitch, anything could happen there. Anything could happen on that pitch. Anything could happen. Anything. Anything. But you're you're talking there about Fulham's fixtures. Everybody around us, they're all playing teams that are, you know, in similar places to us. Fifth, sixth, you know, fourth, you know, whatever. Um, You know, anything can happen in those games as well. So that's that's why I I honestly believe that if we put a consistent run together, we can do it. Yeah, we have. We just got distracted there a bit. Apologise for that. (laughs) But it's interesting you're talking about Fulham as well because obviously uh, they. uh... They weren't happy with the, the the game that they played. The one on the on the box the other day. Uh, oh, it wasn't actually on the box the other day. It felt like it was on the box the other day because they showed it so much. Because they, they, there was McCormack protesting. He, he wasn't happy, you know. But you know, and then there's these photographs that being flying around of McCormack at the moment now. You know, this is what you get for eleven million pounds. I mean, Leeds United fans very much did enjoy it, that game 
where they 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 got their masks, their Dick Turpin hats and their masks, and they went down to Fulham and they properly plundered them because Fulham had chances, but they just couldn't score. And uh, Leeds, you know, to win three nil when the other teams completely and utterly kind of sort of played you off the park, um, is is quite bad actually, isn't it? Who's coming out of the bottom three to to put Fulham in it? I suppose we're saying Wigan, are we? I yeah. think Wigan, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's the only one, isn't it? We, we, yeah. we, we're going to do Millwall on Saturday. And there, I, I, I think we'll talk about that in a minute. Blackboard down, Millwall is pretty much as good as down. Wigan are the only ones that are going to potentially escape from that. And, they're, and they've actually got some spirit. You know, they, they by, by all accounts, they, they gave Watford a really, really good game on, on, on Tuesday night. Um, they, and, beat, they beat Norwich. They beat, they beat Norwich and they they, they, they are putting in a, a proper fight where yeah, Fulham are, pro, are whimpering. Um, and, you know, we've seen Fulham on Friday night games, on Friday matches, they just capitulate. They're playing us on Friday and they're playing Wigan um, on a Friday. And, and I guess on Friday the 10th of April, and I guess that's on Sky as well. So, um, weekend. Fridayist. Fridayist. Yeah, they hate Fridays. Long, yeah. long, bad Fridays. So, yeah. so when we so when we play Wigan final game of the season, it could be um, Brentford win promotion on that particular day. Uh, Wigan stay up and Fulham go down. That'd well, we could, we could maybe let Wigan win that if we're if we're in the playoffs and it's yeah. unaffected. We could strategically put Fulham down that day. Do you, do you give up? Do you give up finishing in um, third or fourth for the you know for the home fixture in the second tie so that Fulham go down? I think I think we do, don't we? It's a lot. So. There's a lot of points between now and then. I think you just got to take it a game at a time. It's, it's a boring, boring football um, cliche, but you know the, the, this this division changes quite a lot. But from from 65 points where we're at at the moment to uh, to, to 70, it's, it's a, 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 where where Bournemouth are. That, that's a five point swing. That's, that's that's a fair that's a fair swing with with um, with eight games to go. I think we need need to be realistic now. Um, uh, you know, nothing's impossible, and we, you know, if we win six on the trot, you know, anything, anything is possible. But and, 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 and winning games on the trot, just let's look up, you know, looking down at the very bottom of that promotion you know, mini league, as a couple of the managers have called it. We've got Nottingham Forest, who are still, you know, they're still clopping away, trying to sort of catch up with us, you know, which we still need to be very careful about because we're going to be playing them in a few weeks. And as their manager, Dougie Friedman, he, he thinks that we, Brentford, are the biggest threat out of all those teams there um, because he's looking at our running and he says our running isn't as tough as others. You know, some people may say that's a good thing. Some people might say it's a bad thing. Some people say that Brentford playing against the, the top sides, actually, we play better and we could take, take points off them. But the flip side of it is obviously is that, you know, if we win these matches, we're, we're away. So he thinks that we're a bit more of a threat, whereas teams like, uh, I think it's Norwich and uh, and Wolves, I think it is, are teams that they're playing, from what I can gather. And uh, he thinks if they take points off them, that's, those, those may actually let them into the race. I uh, know oh Derby, actually, is what he said as well. And also you've got to look at Derby's situation. And Derby at the moment now, I mean, we spoke to the Punjabi Rams and they're very nervous. They actually said to us, I cannot believe we may actually drop out of the playoff race. Forget the automatic promotion race. The playoff race is what they're saying because confidence is down. The rumour was, you know, we had a little conversation post uh, Blackburn in the pub with uh, one of our friends who's got sort of a bit of in, a bit of knowledge within Norwich and that. He said that there's, there's some funny things going on at Derby at the moment now. Don't know whether or not it's losing the dressing room or whatever it may be, but he says there's a little bit of pandemonium. So there may be light at the end of the tunnel there as well for us. But I'm just wondering, Gary, because you live in Nottingham, a lot of Forest fans, and what's the vibe in Nottingham with the playoffs and where? what do they expect? Well, I think if, if they're going to catch anybody, they're not they're not going to catch Brentford, are they? They're going to be catching Derby. Um <laughs> From from our point of view, but no, um, I think I think I think they they're playing okay. I think they 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 obviously um, under Stuart Pearce that, that you know it was disillusioned time. You know they're actually facing League One at one stage. Things have obviously picked up since Freeman's you know turned up at the City Ground, and I think everybody's quite positive. And I think they're on a run at the moment where we've been in before, where you you just get on that wave and, and on a run, and and, you, and results just keep following. And um, and who knows from their point of view? Um, I'm a little bit worried when we play them on on Easter Monday 
Um, I think I think they think that they're going to beat us. I think they keep thinking that um, they're far bigger than Brentford, so therefore they deserve to come up, you know, ahead so of what, Brentford. So what have they been saying to you? Because obviously you, you live with them. I mean, what's absolutely, been going on? absolutely. What, the, what, the, the one, the the, you know, winding up all the time. You know, how can how can Brentford be above a side that's won two two European Cups before, and you know, a side that get twenty five thousand every week? You know, how how, how could you? You know, um, but but no, um, I think no, I think everybody. You know, I think, from my perspective, eight points is a is a big ask, um, and that's what I keep telling them. I keep sort of thinking that um, I'm I'm hoping that eight points is is going to keep uh, keep Forest at bay. But um, I, I am a bit worried about them, to be honest, because obviously they've they've changed manager. They're they're absolutely firing on all cylinders at the moment, and in Antonio, they have they certainly have a goal scorer, and I think that is their game plan. But um, and I do think their fans are starting to believe a bit more. Um, but whether they've started that run too late, who knows? That, that does it helps us. It, we, we do. We we need a threat. You, you you can't you can't have you can't just have um something you're aiming towards. You need someone. You need something lurking behind you to keep you keep you pushing forward. You know, obviously, both for players and and the fans as well. Where you know the, the dream of playing a a higher level yet again is 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 you know is, is probably all the incentive you need, but. Um, having having the likes of Ipswich and Wolves and Nottingham Forest breathing down our necks is is, is enough to keep us on our toes. And I, I think I said slightly earlier in the podcast that the win against Blackburn, I think it was it was absolutely perfect. Rather rather to go predictable win against Cardiff and then a defeat at Blackburn and then to pick yourself up for Millwall, I think we've got we've got that momentum, we've got the confidence. Um, and I, I know, and I'm not not expecting, but I, I, I really can see us going out there and systematically dismantling Millwall like we did Blackpool. Um, but but the difference is that that Millwall will have to come and attack. They that they they can escape. You know that they 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 all um, be seeing that they, there's a there's an eight point there's a chance there's a chance that they can escape and and, and the only way they're going to escape is by by winning a game so they're going to have to come and try and win because they're, they're doomed anyway so um so let's you know let's hope that they come and attack and if they come and attack we'll we'll absolutely blitz them. It's it's the last throw of the dice, isn't it? Really for them, this is you know it, they can still get out of it mathematically. They just need to, they've got to throw the kitchen sink at it on Saturday, hopefully. Do you think that's how they're going to start? You know, do you think they're going to come out and, and do that? Or do you think they'll hold it tight and then think, well, maybe last quarter of an hour of the game, we, we look to press and, 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 and really push our men forward? Or how do you think they're going to, you know, set up to play? You can't do that against Brentford. You know, why, why would you, you know, yeah. you, just, you know, they, they, we, we're going to play the way we play. They can, they can look at any video from any game in whatever week of this season and we go out there and, and we, we attack. We're not. We're not going to do anything different. If they if they want to if they want to bung eleven behind the ball, then they, that's not going to get that. That might get them a point. So, I mean, from so what you're saying there, then is by the sounds of it, it's going to be a really high scoring game. If if it if it was going to be from from their perspective, you know, you know, I think certainly we're going to score at least two or three on on Saturday. I would hope so. So from their sort of you know point of view, they might have to get three or four. So. Uh, and I can't see that. Um, so hopefully, um, if we can get you know one or two ahead, um, we can push on, and, and we can. I think it's going to be a weekend where we could get four or five. I really do, and um, I'm you know I'm convinced of that. Certainly after Tuesday night, and that that our dressing room must be absolutely buzzing off of that performance. But we we, um, we can score again. We, you know we we've gone out there and we we we've, we've got goals. You know, and we had a, and we had a bit of luck as well. We we did have a bit of luck. We had we had we had two we had two deflections. Um, where other weeks they would have gone wide or the keeper would have saved it or it, they would have just been deflected for another corner that we wouldn't have done anything from. So, um, you know... Yeah, but we, we also hit the bar as well through judges' free yeah. kick and then Harley had that great header save for us past the post, which was a great save. So, on another day, and obviously, and then Stuart Dallas had a great save, save uh, you know, shot saved at the near post. Um, so, on another day, they could have gone in as well. So, um, but um, we are creating lots and lots of chances, and we've always said this, you know, percentages wise, you know, possession, uh, and all that sort of thing. I, I think we've always, you know, the stats have obviously always shown in our favour, and I'm just hoping on Saturday they, they sort of make, we, you know, we can maintain that level of, of consistency. Um, just, looking at, just looking at the other teams as well, because we're talking about the you know the playoffs here. We've got 
you know, we, we just briefly mentioned Derby. You know, Ipswich are very, very nervous at the moment now. Wolves are, are quite positive. They they think they, they can make a charge. I mean, do you think there's a possibility that, you know, you know, the teams that we thought might have actually won the league, we know we were talking about Derby and Ipswich, but do you think that there's a chance that they may not actually even make the playoffs, both of them? It's, it's almost like one step forward, two steps back this, this weekend in particular. So, like, you know, the, the weekend fixtures start Friday night. So we've got Wolves, Derby. So either we obviously we don't want Wolves to win because they're right behind us. But then we don't want... So if Wolves were to win, that means Derby don't. And if we beat... If we beat, beat Mill, that means we've overtaken Derby. Um, and then you've got the other team, obviously, that are, are breathing down the next Ipswich. They're away at Watford. Um, you obviously you would hope for a draw there, pretty much. So, <laughs> if assuming win, um, and then you've got Norwich playing Forest. Um, you know, there's lots of draws you're hoping for there. Um, so. Yeah. I, I'd want Watford, got... I wouldn't want her to win personally. I want Watford to beat. Um, is it Ipswich? Yeah, that's me. You know, you've got, you got, yeah. So you got, so you got Watford, Ipswich. You got Middlesbrough, Bournemouth. That maybe is the one you just go wow. or not fast, whatever. Because I'm not sure. We or do you just say Middlesbrough to win that because they're the team that are going to run through? Um, and then yeah, Derby Wolves. I think either result is not. I don't think there's a disastrous result in Derby Wolves. No, no. I mean, to be honest, interestingly, going up to Blackburn uh, on Tuesday evening, a couple of their supporters were coming on the radio and they're all saying, oh, we've had all these injuries um, to our side. That's why we're not playing very well at the moment. And when we get our, our players back, we're going to make this charge again for the for automatic promotion. Um, you know, but they had the luxury of signing seven players, you know, in the transfer deadline window. And, and um, you know, um, obviously Warburton decided to keep to the consistency, not to upset the changing room. And, and, and certainly there is a logic behind that. And it's and it's proven now, I think. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, what you were just saying there, Billy, about maybe he's lost the dressing room with Claren at Derby. Uh, you know, and hopefully that might have a, a, a say in our, in our promotion bid as well, because that, that they've was, lost their confidence, you know. That was an alleged and just a rumour. I wasn't saying it's definite, OK, if, you know, if you've got the Derby lawyers all listening, <laughs> listening to it, <laughs> like that, you know. But listen, I've got to just quickly talk about other things going on, just to let you know as well. I know there's been a lot of ticket talk at the moment now, the fact that tickets are so expensive. And um, because the price of the, the football, um, the Premier League, Obviously, they got five point four billion. I think it is loads of money, loads more money than they did. It's up from three billion to five. They got an extra two billion basically in TV money, and they've got more to come as well because the international deals to be done. So the argument is that that's great. You've got more money now. Let's actually share it about. So looking at the idea of uh, the Premier League actually filtering much more money down to the the, the football league, um, to the Championship and to the other leagues as well, and down to grassroots football. So there's actually a demonstration on Thursday, the twenty sixth of March, at the Meridian Hotel in Piccadilly. Get down there. It's it's at noon. Starts there. Even if it's your lunchtime, just pop out for half an hour, an hour. Go down there. Show your supporters for all teams, for all clubs. Because the idea is that if we can actually get the idea of prices down, which they're looking at because they're thinking, look, this isn't looking too great on the PR front, then um, that's great. So let's just go down there, show your support. And also the interesting thing that's happening at the moment now is that obviously there's a lot of movement with prices and twenties plenty, where they are thinking of possibly there may be a price move in the Premier League and then in the lower leagues like the Championship and all the other clubs, we might have a situation where the prices are more expensive for away fans in the lower leagues than it is in the Premier League. So that'll be an interesting scenario. So get your face down there if you can do. Thursday the 26th of March, look on the Besotted website or the Football Supporters Federation website as well for that. To be fair to Blackburn on Tuesday night, £15 for an away ticket. That was fantastic. So fair play to them there. Well, there was, as I said, there's clubs that are doing lots of good things as well. Blackburn, 15 quid. Birmingham, 20 quid. Huddersfield, 10 pounds. You know, we're not saying that you should necessarily always charge 10 pounds or 15 pounds, but you just got to keep it fair for fans who travel and spend a lot of money going to football. So, I yes. Think you've got to say well done to Fulham as well for letting letting us take over their whole ground. Not for the cost of tickets for, for children, children and senior people. Absolutely That's ridiculous. Right. No, they've charged us for it. They said, take it over, but we'll just take your money. Cheers. But anyway, we're going to come on to Fulham later. But look, we're going to now talk about the game at the weekend, just briefly. Because we're going to be playing Millwall. So let's have a little look ahead to the game on Saturday. So Saturday, Millwall are coming down. Millwall have no, well, they have a manager, as in Mr. Harris, um, because obviously Holloway 
got sacked, was it last week? Um, to probably top of our sack race, actually, really, wasn't it? We were just waiting for the event to happen. Not saying we want to get managers to be sacked, but the way it's going in the championship, clubs don't seem to have any patience at all. And, and they've been on a stinky run. And um, they haven't won in eight games at the moment now. And uh, as you said, Matt, I think it was you or was it um, Nick said that he felt that Millwall were going to hold on to him because they couldn't afford to sack him. But I think they've obviously got to the scenario where they thought, actually, we can't afford to drop out of the championship. So they've made the call and they've sacked him and they put in Neil Harris, who's a big, big Millwall hero, to try and rescue them. Um, the signs at the moment now is that he hasn't really sort of changed anything as such. They're still relatively the same, but he stemmed a little, a few of the problems on Tuesday night when they drew nil all with Brighton. They're relegation rivals, Brighton. So they're coming to Brentford on Saturday and, you know, they're almost definitely going to come and try and frustrate us. Could be one of those games where they try and block it up and try and make sure that we don't score. And sometimes we have problems in trying to break down sides like that, don't we? I think we do, but I mean, is a, is a point really any good to them? They're eight points behind Fulham, you know, so they, they need to make up a game um, on, on Fulham. Um and they're not playing them, so you know we're going to rather them. Are we? Millwall going to have to? Millwall need a win, so they're going to have to try and win. I, I, they, they, they're not. They're not good enough to be that clever, Bill. I, I, I don't think um, they've got a hope for lots of factors to, to work in their favour. That we are really rubbish on the day. Um, we play. We play really negative football, and we 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 miss. We're capable of missing loads. I mean, we do that a lot. Um, I just I just can't I can't see it. You know, it's going to take a bit of a fluke. Uh, to to be honest, the, the you know, if it's just been he's been handed, hasn't he, Harris? He's been handed this sort of you know, it's it's a situation that really is it's not impossible to get out of. You think if they were going to sack Holloway, they would have done it at a point where their season could have been turned around. It's almost like uh, it just went too far. You know, it's their, their fans are gutted, don't they? And that, a month ago, maybe. I agree with you, Matt. It's a very good point. Yeah, he's almost like, you know, I'm looking at the table right now. You know, who who, who on earth is going to get him out of that? You know, unless Neil Harris has got some sort of magic wand that produces extra points. I don't, I don't, I can't see him doing it. I can't see anyone that do that. And, and, well, he's still, and he's still got the loan window open, hasn't he? But he can't really even change the, the, the team very much, can he? I mean, who's going to let anybody of any real, any real, you know, quality go at this stage of the season? Well, it's also it's interesting because obviously the loan window, and which means bringing in players, bringing in staff, and the the, the head of recruitment at Millwall, uh, Millwall is actually the ex Brentford CEO, which is Andrew Mills, um, uh, who's been employed as head of recruitment a few weeks ago, and his job is to oversee the department to identify potential signings. So. You know, we talked about this briefly a few weeks ago, but like I say, Andrew Mills, who, um, uh, you know, very good relationship with Andy Scott. So, again, we, we wonder whether or not Andy Scott might actually appear down at Millwall in some capacity, whether or not in the next few weeks. But, you know, if not next season, I mean, I know Millwall talking about next season now. They're saying that we'll, we'll do what we can do this season, but it's all about next season now. So it's almost like they've taken the pressure off Harris and everybody else by saying, look, guys, just go and do what you have to do. But, you know, we need to start building for next season now. Is that bring, a psych- psychological thing? It's going to bring Scott in as a, um, a dugout realignment consultant. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They, they, I've heard they need to move their dugouts um, away from that area. South, from South London. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, Harris's comments on uh, from Tuesday night's uh, game against Brighton, he was saying that we're very good between the two 18-yard boxes, but um, that was about it. There's no quality in, in the opposition's 18-yard box, and I think that's where they stuttered a little bit, but he was very pleased with their, the attitude in between. So, um, and that, obviously Neil Harris used to play in, in that sort of you know vein. He used to try hard. Um, I think he even would accept that he wasn't the most te- technically gifted sort of players, um, but he played with his heart on his sleeve, which was a typical Mill sort of player. Yeah. Um, so you know we'll have to wait and see. And, and the thing is that uh, interesting because Millwall was looking at the results over the last one well, just after Christmas, or you know just just a little bit after when we, we played them last, and they basically have been one of the very few teams to have actually lost to Blackpool. Um, they've had a couple of decent results where they, they beat Forest, but you know that's when Forest probably weren't very good um, at their place. So they also beat Birmingham City. But then they've had a couple of stinkers. They lost 6-1 away to Norwich and they also lost 5-1 at home to, to Middlesbrough. Um, so, you know, they, they, they haven't had a great run in the last three months, but 
again, these is one of the banana skins that we sometimes seem to come up against, or we used to. Used to, yeah. Not any, not anymore. Used no. to, yeah. I think we're part of that. We will do. So listen, new, just quickly. New Brentford. Listen, new Brentford, new match on Saturday. Quickly go around the table. Score predictions. Last week, score predictions. How, how did it? How did it go? Did no? Well, we, no, no, we, no, no. We we know how it went. We 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 had a clean sweep of Brentford wins and we lost. So yeah. and so so um, you're going first this week, Bill. I'm going to go first. I've said with Millwall. I believe we are going to beat Millwall two 0 Matt. I originally thought Millwall come and throw the kitchen sink at us. Now I'm starting to think they might just come and defend because actually they've thrown the towel in already. So I think it could be frustrating till about the 65th, 70th minute and then we're going to get a couple of goals and I'm going with the 2 nils as well. Gary? What do you I'm going to go 3-1 uh, Brentford. And myself, I am going for a 4 nil Brentford win. Oh, oh. oh he's mm. gone for it. I am. Yeah, somebody, always, somebody, somebody just goes absolutely mental, isn't it? Put money on it as well. Okay, there you so go. Right. Well, fingers crossed. All those results come in on Saturday. But listen, good chatting, good little chat about everything that's going on. Makes us feel, you know, makes us makes us a lot clearer. It's clear as mud still, isn't it, as to what's going on? But doesn't matter. It's all good fun. Eight games to go. Millwall on Saturday. Get yourself down there. Griffin Park. Loads of tickets still available. Just go on the club website or newspaper or internet and you'll find out where you can get that but other than that you can also check out besotted's bits and pieces on besotted.co.uk you can check our new pride of west london t-shirts which are almost out of stock from what i can add so you need to get on the website quickly and order them loads of people order them for fulham for some reason so pride of west london t-shirts go on the besotted website they look marvelous other than that We've got though they've got the um new besotted um solar eclipse uh, glasses as well. That's right, the solar yeah. eclipse glasses as well. Those are special edition and probably only for this season. Or well, tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so we've got those as well. Um, but yeah, so you can check that out. Also check out our videos on all check out our videos on YouTube, which is Besotted nineteen ninety two. All our podcasts on audio boom, besotted and also on iTunes. Press that button and subscribe. That's uh, that's me just plugging away at everything. But listen, it's a good week this week. But anyway, let's forget that. Brentford, Pride of West London podcast. We're going to play Millwall Saturday. Hopefully we'll get three points and we can have a lovely, lovely international break. Up for it, boys? Yeah, come on. You bees. Come on, you yeah. bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.